tonight on Anime Sports Center, Sato High School vs. Inashiro Industrial. Can Sato's pitcher relay compete with Naramiya May's oppressive pitching power? Then, in the world of boxing, Takamura's latest statements to the press have him in hot water. Again. And we're just getting started. Victor Nikivarov leaves the professional spotlight to coach pork cutlet bull Yuri Kotsky. Need more of a reason to stick around? Is Shoyo Hinata the next little giant? Can we expect to see another performance like their last match against Nakoma? And finally... Poem Slapping Showdown! Welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And we're back again. How Episode you been, Justin? Three. I've been alright, Best Boy Dan. How you been? I haven't been too bad. Uh, I know that you got some news about the Harimiya manga. Yeah, so I mean, we, we, we broke this on our last episode. We did a bonus episode about the Crunchyroll Awards. Um, but, uh, you know, I did want to talk a little bit about it. The uh, Harimiya manga is coming to an end. Uh, I read the second to last chapter this week. Uh, it was, you know, this you're you're starting to get that feeling, you know, that kind of uh, that wistful feeling you get when something you know you've been enjoying for a long time ends. Well, that's um, nice. Is does it feel like they're going to be able to like tie up a complete yeah. story for them? Yeah. Well, what they're going to do, obviously, they're they're going to end it with the gra- with them graduating high school. That's how okay. a lot of these manga end. Like in general, it's it's well because not... there's no life after high school. Yeah. No. Right? After high school, everything is shit, and then you die. I, um, but too uh... accurate. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, it looks really good. They had kind of some um, some arcs that I was a little less interested in. Uh, towards the end, but this last final arc is, uh, you know, it's really good. Uh, I think it's going to end in a great place, but uh, I'm sad to see it go. Well, we have the anime to enjoy. We least. do have the anime. Hopefully, we'll get a good couple of seasons out of that. It should be should be good. There's 16 volumes, so oh, it's yeah, plenty got, of plenty of material. We got some time, um, and it's been being uh, the reception has been pretty pretty positive for yeah, Dreamio. Everyone, every time I've seen it talked about in media, like. People like it. Um, it's filled a lot of the the void left after uh, Tonakawa. I uh, yeah. I, I, I we mentioned this uh, on another episode, but I really would like to see those become like the big two romance, anime. <laughs> the like big three. Yeah. But of romance. Yeah. <clears throat> Who would the third one be? I know what the third one would be. The What's third that? one would be uh, my senpai is annoying. Okay. Which is gonna be coming. That's coming, right? Yeah. 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 Um, you mentioned the, the anime awards. I'm still salty about Rachel. Yeah, I am too. Um, I think Rachel was robbed. I mean, there, there are a lot of good antagonists and it was Overhaul who beat Rachel, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And like Overhaul is like a fine bad guy, but again, it's like not even the best like antagonist in, um, My My Hero Academia. Yeah. Like not... I mean, maybe top five, but like, yeah. still not better. I don't think better Stains than Rachel. Better, um, the like main guy who can like disintegrate people's better. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's Rachel was just like so evil, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm also salty that uh, Isaac didn't win best anime, but well, that's it's not happening, unfortunately. Well, not your reality, dream. but. 
in but, mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys tell us what you think. Uh, how do you feel about Rachel getting robbed for best antagonist? Anyone reading the Horamiya manga and have any thoughts about it ending? Let us know. Uh, you can always email us at thebestboypod at gmail.com. The best boys pod. The best boys pod. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. Yeah, and uh, you know, now with that, uh, we, I guess we can move right into it. Coming at you straight from Studio W-E-E-B, we have Anime News. So, we're actually recording this on Pokemon Day. It is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. I have very fond memories all the way back to uh, Red and Blue, uh, Justin, what's your history with Pokemon? Yeah, uh, back in Red and Blue, you know, my um, I I grew up playing Pokemon on the the old Game Boy, uh, but I kind of really grew out of it a little bit after not grew out of it. I just kind of stopped playing it after uh, Silver and Gold. Uh, picked it, picked up Pokemon Go when it first came out. You know, we had the Pokemon Go summer, so I did uh, I did experience that. That was wonderful. <laughs> oh, that was a magical summer. Uh, but largely, I've been outside of the Pokemon universe uh, for the most part. Uh, well, best boy Dan here has been pretty with it since since Red and Blue. Um, I've played all the games. It's one of uh, my favorite franchises out there. Uh, you know, I don't particularly watch the uh, anime much. Every once in a while, I'll catch one of the movies. Um, but the games have always been big, and it's so it's such an influential. Uh, part of the anime world that I thought we'd share a little bit about the things they announced if you had not heard. Um, They're bringing back uh, remakes of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, and they're going to be called Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. This is Gen 4. Justin, you cut out before Gen 4. This game is wild. It's getting like a Link's Awakening kind of remake to it, Um, but the like legendary Pokemon for this game are the Pokemon in charge of time and space and can literally control those elements. Okay. And then in the like in Platinum, which I think they're going to do some of the story from, you literally go to fight the Satan Pokemon in uh, okay. the Distortion World, um, which <laughs> is basically Pokemon Hell. So okay. They're they're great games. Oh, okay. Pokemon actually had some really good storylines back in the day. I believe it. I mean, the anime was solid. Uh, I saw the original the original run, uh, the original 150. Yeah. Um, and I saw the Pokemon movie in theaters. I had my uh, yeah. my gold they... <laughs> uh, Pokemon card. Where they deal with the moral ambiguity of cloning. Yeah, like that one, <laughs> that was a little over my head at the age. But I, I watched it again when I was much older. I was like, this is a movie for... For children, I showed it to Best Person Cat a couple of years ago. I was like, "Look at look at the themes of this movie," and she's like, "Oh my god, this is this is very grown up." Also, Ash dies. Ash Spoiler does die. Alert. He dies a lot <laughs> in Pokemon. Uh, in one of the movies, uh, Pokemon turns into a girl and kisses him. That's, that's a can of worms that we're gonna gloss right over. Yeah, Moving uh, into the next they story, also <laughs> announced Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, which they said out loud, so I'm pretty sure that's the pronunciation of it. Um, it looks like Breath of the Wild for Pokemon. Uh, it takes place in like kind of an older, like more feudal era. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's since Pokemon has started. I feel like for the last 25 years, they've been trying to live up to that dream of making it feel like 
real mm-hmm. and this is just a, a like the next step in that and i am so hyped for this game um they also announced um pokemon a new pokemon snap which, i'm excited for this yeah this is coming up have you played pokemon snap? oh yeah i played pokemon oh, i've wasted so many hours of my life in pokemon game. Snap, oh. trying to find all this the hidden pokemon that's that game was a solid the the replay value for pokemon snap was so high uh, loved that game. Super excited for this. I don't have a Switch, but um, I, I'm tempted to get one just to play this game. <laughs> well, I will definitely get it and bring it over so we can play. Awesome. Um, another article that uh, was floating around this week was the New York Times actually did a little bit of a deep dive into the uh, business of making anime and kind of the conditions that these artists have to go through and kind of the wages that they're getting being paid and how it's not really a sustainable industry you know this is something that uh we're very interested in and and i think it's worth everyone taking a read just to i mean know how the sausage is made um and to so to know where to support like studios like kyoto animation who are kind of like renowned for treating their employees well and and all that so so check it out if you can get behind the paywall <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's an important article it's an important thing to talk about because you know like any other sector sector of the entertainment industry it's exploitative um so it's something that i think uh you know serious fans of anime should be aware of yeah the the next topic uh in our news section is much more exciting yes Justin, you want to take this one? Yeah, so Dragon Maid S uh, has released a new promotional video. Yes. Uh, it is insane. Uh, I cannot wait. We got to look at the new, we got to see the new character there's, there's that's coming out. There's a new Dargon. There's a new Dargon. Um, we have a release date of July 2021, so uh, it's still too far away. It cannot come soon enough. I've um, never been so excited for July. Yeah, but go on ahead. Uh, go over to uh, to um, Kyoto Animation's YouTube page. You can find this promo video. Uh, I'm sure there are versions of it out by now with uh, with subtitles, so you know you can go ahead and see it, search for those. Uh, but Dragon Maid S, it's coming. Uh, I can't wait for it. Uh, I'm so excited. It, now is a perfect time to catch up on the original. If you haven't, please do. It is amazing. It absolutely is. Um, moving on to our next story, we've got some more. Uh, we've got some more uh, Demon Slayer news, and uh, that is that Demon Slayer Mugen Train has surpassed Spirited Away to become the top-selling Japanese movie worldwide. This is That's insane. Wild. We uh, the last time we talked about this was two episodes ago. And we were saying how it was going to be a high hurdle for them to jump. They jumped it probably like four days after we dropped that episode. I wonder how much of it has to do with just the situation movie theaters are in currently. In terms of like, um, you know, just competition and Mm -hmm. how Japan is handling, you know, the pandemic and all that sort of stuff. Like wonder how much that comes into it but well i mean japan's handling of the pandemic has been pretty fantastic by most other standards i mean there are uh i believe i saw a story earlier today that there are six uh prefectures in japan that are removing their emergency covid restrictions it's i mean because um, you have to figure that right now there's not a lot of american media going out into the world like new media like movies and all that sort of stuff so you get to see things like you know, Mugen Train made in-house in Japan, uh, kind of like take box office spots that would normally not be accessible to other countries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, 
I'm excited to see it. And there is some some news of it coming to the United States. Yes. Uh, and that news is unfortunate because <laughs> the Mugen Train will be screening in the United States for one week at one theater in Miami. And only so that it can qualify for the Academy Awards. Which is also wild because I hope it wins an Academy Award. That would be great. Uh, I am, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for Mugen Train to, to be in contention for an Academy Award. So I'm glad they're doing this. But also, when are we going to get to see it? Like... For those, that theater in Miami is going to be mobbed. Um, Which is also kind of scary. Yeah, but I would like to know, there's still no information about a full North America release. Um, so we are still waiting for that. But uh, hopefully that news will come uh, shortly. And when it does, we will break it to you. And, oh, I see you added. This is I did. This something is I didn't new. even know about. Yeah, this, this, is ca- this came out today. Uh, so the final Evangelion film is uh, was rescheduled and has a release date now of March 8th uh, after two COVID-related delays. I it's I just kind of can't believe it's ending, finally. Yeah, I mean, it's been going on since, <laughs> since what, like the 90s, right? I, yeah, well, early I mean, there was like yeah. the original version and then this like retelling of it. Yeah. And... Which I'm not fully caught up on the movies, but I would like to uh, to take an opportunity to, to I, finally I think catch I'm up. one movie behind on it. Yeah, I am too. But it, it had started veering wildly from the original series. So yeah. I'm interested to see this kind of final version of it and what it has in store for us since the original was so iconic. Yeah. I'm yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be another end to an era like we were like we've been talking about. Um but yeah, that does it for anime news. And uh, Dan, you want to introduce what we're talking about today? Yeah, so we're going to be doing something a little differently today. Hello and welcome to our sports anime episode. Um, Justin got me into Ace of Diamond recently. And I tore, I finished it. I tore through... 179 episodes and am so full of sports hype passion for anime that like we just have to share a little bit about the history with you guys what we love about it what we think makes it worth watching um you know i i personally am not like the biggest like sports person in the world but you know i love me some sports anime yeah i'm uh i was Really glad that you picked up Ace of Diamond because it was I knew you were gonna love it, um, but yeah, let's uh, let's dive right on into it and uh, talk a little bit about our experience, our personal experience with sports anime. Uh, for me, okay, so my first sports anime, the very first sports anime I technically watched was G Gundam, which I watched as a kid uh, after Gundam Wing aired. Um, it didn't really impact me as a sports anime. It, it, I just watched it as a typical Gundam show and not one of my favorites at that. But um, it is technically a sports anime in a lot of ways. It doesn't have a lot of the tropes um, that you get with a sports anime, uh, but it does count. But many years later, um, uh, Best Boy Dan introduced me to Hajime no Ippo, uh. which is was I would consider my first in like with a capital F uh, sports anime. Um, because wow, it really opened my eyes to sports anime as a genre. It was something I had that had not been on my radar at all beforehand. Um, and you know, from like the first like episode or two, I was completely hooked on Hajime no Ippo. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my background with, um, sports anime. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more, Dan? Uh, so I, 
Thinking back on it, my first sports anime was probably uh, Initial D. Um, back, back in my day when <laughs> I was consuming anime, it, it wasn't nearly as easy as it was today. Um, I'm in my 30s, so there wasn't like streaming and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we used to get it... Uh, our anime from Blockbuster <laughs> when it wasn't airing on TV. And it was just pretty much limited to whatever anime they had available to them. And so I remember they had like the first three Dragon Ball Z movies, um, which I watched like on repeat. And they had like Ninja Scroll, which was a little too old for, <laughs> for me, but I watched it anyway. And then Initial D, which I got like super hooked on. And like, you know, I'm a, you know, little kid watching these people like drifting down Tokyo streets I've never driven before in my life. And I was hyped and completely invested in it, not even realizing that it would, you know, eventually qualify as sports anime. Right. Um, another kind of like memory I have is when I met uh, best per person cat, the first anime we watched together was Yuri on ice, which is kind of a whole different version of sports anime where it does have like all the tropes and it tells that sports story but at its core it's a romance piece so that kind of showed me the breadth of what sports anime could be uh until i found ipo which was uh, a recommendation from a friend at work i had mentioned that i liked haikyuu and i had watched haikyuu because i played volleyball in high school and he was like you gotta check out uh hajime no ipo if you like the hype from Haikyuu, you're gonna love Ippo. And I, that was how I found what obsession could be when it came to sports anime. And then Justin got me into Ace of Diamonds. It's the longest one I've watched so far, and just, you know, full of love for the genre. Yeah. Yeah, Ace of Diamond is, is hefty. <laughs> it is. It is a commitment. I'm shocked I did it in two months. But that's, that's I mean, I feel like I power. blew through it because like I started watching it when baseball was delayed and I was like, yeah. I need baseball in my life now. Uh, um, and I, I it felt like I watched the whole thing in a week. That's not uh, that's not what happened. I don't think that's physically it's not physically possible, possible <laughs> but it, it felt like I really, really went through it fast. But yeah, I mean, like we're not, you know, the people you'd maybe think of as like watching sports all the time. But um this is a genre that has so much to offer that you don't have to be a sports fan to like sports anime. Um, you can like all different kinds of things and we're going to kind of dive into it and hopefully uh, people who aren't as familiar with the genre will find something to kind of lure them in, give them, give it a chance. And uh, maybe people who are longtime fans will find like a little nugget, uh, maybe a hidden gem for them. So... We're going to start off with the history of sports anime. And, you know, it's much like here in America. Like, sports have been in popular media for as long as you can think about. And uh, that has translated to animation forms as well. The first version of sports anime was uh, in 1931. And it was... Oh, can you say that? Ora, uh, ora no yakyu. It translates to our baseball match. It's a nine-minute, like, little animated short um, about rabbits versus tanukis playing baseball. And it's, it's like, look it up on YouTube. There's versions of it out there. It's very much worth checking it out just to kind of, like, yeah. see how far anime's come. And also just, like, 
things that haven't changed that much. Like he throws like a ball and it kind of does a loop and it, in a way it looked like a scene, like a very crudely rendered Ace of Diamonds scene, you know, with Tanukis. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't be too worried for Tanukis to show up or something in a sports anime. Yeah, no, of course not. Um, but you get to see, like, all the little moments down to, like, the players, like, thinking about what's going on, planning out their play, the audience reacting to the big score, and, and really, like, kind of the base of where that came from, and how it could be entertaining to watch drawings of, of anime. The first major anime we want to talk about is 1970's Ashita no Jo. Um, it's a boxing anime, uh, little synopsis, if you will, is Jo Yabuki is a troubled youth whose only solution to problems is throwing punches at them. What he lacks in manners and discipline, he makes up for in self-taught fighting skills. One day, while wandering the slums of Doya, Jo gets into a fight with a local gang. Although greatly outnumbered, he effortlessly defeats them, drawing the attention of Donpei Denge? Tanji. Danji, uh, a former boxing coach turned alcoholic. Seeing his potential, he offers to train Joe into Japan's greatest boxer. Uh, it's funny watching Ippo, you know, almost 40 years later, that has so many of the same story beats from this, but kind of flips a lot of them on their head. This is kind of a more gritty story with, like, you know, an unlikable protagonist. Uh, it also has a very um, kind of renowned ending to it, uh, which I'm going to spoil now because it's 50 years old and that's how we roll. Um, but basically at the end, like at the last fight, Joe sits down and it's left up to the audience to if he's like alive or dead. Um, so a very interesting show, but it really kind of like broke onto the scene, uh, was running for several years and, and really kind of carved out this whole niche of sports anime and like kind of showed what it could be as a genre in and of itself. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so like the next major sports anime that hit the scene, and this is one that some of you will definitely recognize. Uh, starting in uh, 1983, we had Captain Tsubasa, which is a soccer or football anime. Um, so just by way of a little bit of a synopsis, uh, Subasa Uruzora is an 11-year-old elementary school student who is deeply in love with soccer and dreams of one day winning the FIFA World Cup for Japan. He lives together with his mother in Japan while his father is a seafaring captain who travels around the world. And when he was only a year old, he was almost run over by a bus while playing with a soccer ball. However, Subasa held the ball in front of him, which served as a cushion for most of the impact. Uh, the force of the bump blew him away, but he was able to right himself with the ball, hence Subasa's motto of the ball is my friend. Ever since then, his, uh, he always went out with a soccer ball, and his mother concluded he was indeed born to play soccer. At a very young age, Subasa already had amazing speed, stamina, dribbling skills, and shot power, and astounded anyone who saw him play. Now, Captain Subasa has had a tremendous impact on the anime scene, and also on Japanese culture at large. Um... The, uh, the original manga, uh, manga went on to spawn an additional five more uh, manga installments with a total of over 100 volumes, uh, three anime series, two OVAs, five movies, and a handful of video games. Uh, Captain Tsubasa spawned an empire uh, when it came to sports anime. Um, even people who don't like sports anime watch Captain Tsubasa, which I find is wild. Um, 
Moving on to a different sport, uh, the next kind of major sports anime that would uh, that we would talk about when we're talking about like sports anime history uh, would be Slam Dunk, which uh, kind of came on the scenes uh, 1993 for the anime, a little bit earlier for the manga. Um, and just a little bit of backstory about that is, uh, you know, in the in the 80s, mid to late 80s, professional basketball was having kind of a massive explosion in the West. Like this is when you have your uh, your Lakers are starting to get big. Um, the Chicago Bulls, you're starting to see names. You got Magic Johnson, and you're getting, um, you know, Michael Jordan a little bit later on. So, like, this is when basketball starts to become hype in the cultural scene. Uh, however, uh, this, while the sport wasn't really unheard of in Japan, it was mostly only played by high schoolers, and there wasn't any kind of large fan base for the sport as a professional endeavor. Um, mainly due to the costs of licensing for international sporting events, uh, NBA fans were limited to a few hardcore enthusiasts in Japan. Um, it was in this climate that Takehiko Inoue, the man- uh, mangaka who began uh, playing basketball in high school to impress girls, released Slam Dunk over the objections of his editor who warned that a baseball manga would be dead in the water. Um, however, in 1990, when the manga was released, international broadcasting was just starting to become available and basketball caught on like wildfire, along with Slam Dunk, which turned out to be a hit. Um, the series follows Hanamichi Sakuragi, a delinquent and the leader of a gang. Uh, Sakuragi is wildly unpopular with women, having been rejected 50 times in junior high. Feels. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but in his first year at Shohoku High School, he meets uh, Haruko Akagi, the girl of his dreams who happens to be not only a basketball fanatic, but the sister of the uh, captain of the school's uh, basketball team. And Sakuragi, despite his extreme immaturity and fiery temper, proves to be a natural athlete and joins the team, mainly in the hopes of impressing and getting closer to Haruko. And while his love for Haruko is his initial reason for playing basketball, Sakuragi comes to find that he has a love for the sport of basketball, and he and his team of misfits aim for the top of Japanese high school basketball. Um, this was a huge one as well. Uh, Dan, I remember one time you showed me a video. We were watching Yeah, the... so I'm, I'm really into these videos that this one guy person makes um it's like r-i-n-n-e i don't know how you would pronounce that Rin, but know. essentially they have access to all the google search analytics from uh, almost everything starts from 2004 and so they'll just like have themed episodes of like most popular protagonist over time yeah. via google searches and one of the ones we watched was uh most popular sports anime and slam dunk just like every year would just like shoot up to the top and then come right back down and it's it showed that even though it's you know a 30 year old anime at this point like there are still like huge interest in it yeah those yeah those little infographics are a lot of fun and you know what i was thinking i just thought now that i didn't think of while we were watching it i wonder if the slam dunk um spike that happens every year coincides with the basketball season oh maybe we should take a look at that should definitely look at that that'd be cool uh yeah but uh you know in the modern days you know we've been talking about some anime that are between 50 and 30 years old now um but in modern times there are all kinds of sports anime it's an incredibly diverse subset uh of anime and one of the great things about anime is it can tell such a wide range of stories uh, even within its subcultures, uh, can tell all sorts of stories, like uh, the um, genre film Inception, almost. Yeah, I mean, sports anime is its own genre, but within each sports anime, you may have 
uh, dramas, you may have romances, you may have action, um, and and they can also have multiple ones in each uh, individual show. So not only do you get like a sports anime, but you also may get like another genre you might be interested in. Right. And, uh, you know, there are all sorts of uh, different kind of, I guess you could call them t- types of sports anime. Uh, we've got them kind of pegged into little categories here. We've got like your solo sports anime. So stuff like Hajime no Ippo, something like, uh, you know, where you're the, there's one competitor and we're going to talk steps. a little bit about, yeah, Baby Steps is another good example. Uh, we've got your team sports anime. So this is where your Haikus, your Ace of Diamonds, uh, also those Kuroko kind of, no yeah, Kuroko no Basketball, Ahiro no Sora. Yeah. Um, Anything where you have to keep winning in order to keep playing with your senpais. Yes, that is a very <laughs> important theme. Um, we've got sports anime that aren't about sports. So we've got stuff like Food Wars. So... Uh, they've taken something things that I wish were sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you go well. That's going to be um, one of the other categories. But like uh, your things that they elevate a non-sport to the competitive level of a sport. Um, we've smile got down the runway. Yeah, smile down the runway is an excellent example of that. Uh, we've got sports anime in quotation marks. Uh, this is kind of a where we would put like your G Gundam. Um, girls and panzer yeah um well that would yeah stuff like that and then we have sports anime that aren't sports uh parentheses yet hopefully you got oh, stuff this like this is where girls and panzer yeah this is where you get your girls and panzer you get keijo um which yeah we're gonna i i just uh you know i want to talk for a second i <laughs> watched the entirety of keijo in preparation for this episode do you feel prepared i feel s- I feel something. Um, but before we talk about Keijo, and I promise we will, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the themes that you find present um, in sports anime. What makes sports anime the way it is? Yeah. Uh, I mean, sports anime in and of itself is already kind of within, it's a subgenre within a subgenre of shonen. Um, for those who don't know, shonen is uh, essentially Japanese media targeted at adolescent boys um the opposite being shoujo is that yeah shoujo would be the opposite and then seinen would be uh for like older exactly uh, males um but shonen uh anime in general tends to have a lot of like themes within it and and for me i think that sports anime just because of the nature of it you know being a game and a competition and uh, all of that kind of makes it the perfect vessel for telling a shonen type story. Uh, one of the big things you'll see in shonen anime is like power scaling, right? You have the protagonist that starts out with maybe an innate talent or, or maybe from absolutely nothing. And then they work their way up to become the best and they have to, you know, beat ever stronger opponents. Um, you know, they might run into the best person in the world early on, and that spurs them on to get even stronger, and, like, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, if you think about it in, like, Dragon Ball Z terms, you can think about, like, you know, Goku training with, like, Master Roshi, and then training with, like, 
King Kai and learning uh, the Kaioken and then learning the Spirit Bomb and then going Super Saiyan and then Super Saiyan 2 and 3 and 4. It's the same as like Ippo just learning boxing and then the Gazelle Punch and then when he has to, you know, strengthen his legs to get more power or strengthen his back to get more stability or then he learns the Dempsey Roll and then someone's countered his Dempsey Roll so he's got to get even stronger with a more improved Dempsey Roll. Like, there's always that, like... I can get better, I can get stronger. And kind of the great thing about sports anime is that, in theory, it's all achievable, right? Yeah. These are, you know, I can't go Super Saiyan. I can learn to throw an uppercut. Um, so it, it's it's an accessible power fantasy in a way. Absolutely. And uh, one of the one of the other one of the next uh, themes that they have in, uh, that sports anime has in common with shonen that we want to talk about is teamwork. Um, you know, the shonen values teamwork. It values friendship. It values working together to achieve a goal. Um, and this applies to sports anime, even sports that are, uh, you know, traditionally solo sports. So you have boxing in Hajime no Ippo, not a team sport. You're just, you're up there, you're by yourself. Um, but all of the other boxers who train at Ippo's gym, they help each other to grow and progress. They train together. And they that, that brotherhood com- is like one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, like you know, they comfort each other when they lose. They you know they party together when they win. So even though they're technically not teammates in the traditional mm-hmm. sense, they do um, you know they do have a sense of kinship. They they have a, a core group and they rely on each other. Um, on the opposite end of that, the more traditional kind of teamwork, uh, you have Ace of the, Ace of Diamond, where uh, the elements of teamwork are so strong that there are dozens of nameless characters uh, who practice just so the main roster can flourish. And yeah, have... there's like twenty people on the main roster, yet ninety people in the baseball club, and like, you know, third years are just there to train, like, you know, people who made the made the cut. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, it, it kind of gives rise to interesting dynamics where you have. Um, you know, you have the main characters. The main characters play, obviously. It'd be boring if they didn't. But you also have these side characters who take on these roles of the guy who goes to the other team's matches and scouts them out. Mm-hmm. Or the person who comes up with, the, you know, what's the best The uh, team lineup. winning becomes more important than the individual's journey. Exactly. Um, perseverance is another big subject. Um, this is kind of like a core part to uh, really any shonen anime is like facing adversity and and just like never giving up um never give up i mean i just have you ever seen a shonen protagonist be like nah this is too hard yeah right like it i mean if they do then like they have some inspiring flashback or something and they're like no i can do this yeah um but you know sports anime does it in really interesting ways so like um, losing is is something that you get to see in there. Um, people getting injured, um, you know, being taken off of the roster because they didn't perform well in the last game, and like having to prove that they're deserving. It's it you get a lot of you. There's not a sport that you can compete at a high level that it just gets handed to you. You have to like put your heart and soul into it and that's something that you know shonen and sports anime do really well absolutely uh especially i feel like uh, baseball anime does a good job with that because like hey if you haven't been playing you get yeah, you got pinch hitters you're out you got pinch hitters you got they will, you know, they you. will sub you out um yeah and not so much in boxing you can't really sub someone out in boxing <laughs> but 
Um, but yeah, and I mean, that kind of dovetails nicely into uh, being the best, which is, uh, you know, obviously something that's shown in and sports yeah. anime. I mean, it's common. like it's every driving force, right? Like it's like Goku. What do you want? I want to be the strongest. Yeah. Like Ipo, what do you want? I, I want to be the strongest. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it it is sports anime is a little bit unique, and also you know, Shonen does this to a certain extent, where um, you have this theme of being the best, but also the emotional consequences of realizing that you aren't. So there is almost mm. always a moment in the sports anime where the protagonist, cocky, gung ho, gets they're into the ring cocky. or yeah. just does whatever you know, goes to do what their whatever their sport is, and they realize that someone else has a skill set miles ahead of them and they get mm-hmm. absolutely crushed and like kind of brought down to earth. Um, and they have to come to grips with the fact that they're not the best. And then they have to take a look at them. They have to take a look at themselves to realize the things that they need to improve in order to elevate their performance. So there's an, there's an element of introspection involved uh, with sports anime uh, when it comes to this kind of theme of being the best being number one. Yeah. And kind of tied in with that, something you'll see a lot is kind of this theme of, of rivalry, um, you know, in uh, like Naruto, you have kind of the rivalry between the different like ninja teams and stuff. Um, but in sports anime, you have, you know, literal teams that you're competing against and, and they're rivals. And oftentimes you'll even have rivals on your own team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people who you're trying to, you know, get a spot on the bench uh, ahead of, or, you know, uh, I think Haikyuu, I've, I I was thinking about this today, Haikyuu is a really good example of two rivals who came together to be teammates right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, whereas you have something like Ippo, where you have this rivalry between Ippo and Miata, and they realize, no, we really have to fight each other so we can't be on the same team so miata like leaves the gym um or you have uh furia and sawamura and ace of the diamonds who are like rivals but uh are on the same team and like while they may want to be the one pitching in that game they don't want the other person to do bad because their ultimate goal is for the team to win. Right. So, there, there can only be one ace, but also the team still has to win. Yeah. And and I even just in my own life, I've I've always felt I've grown most when I have someone pushing me, someone to compete against. I'm very competitive and I've always used that to be like, hey, they're really good. I want to be just as good as them. Right. And and I think that it, you know, sports anime has nailed that. Um, and then <laughs> you also just to build up the hype have the soundtrack, which mm-hmm. is like, oh, if you guys need something to get hyped to or work out to, I also like to like, you know, study and do like, you know, chores to, um, like the OST from sports anime. Uh, it's, it's great. They just know how to make every minute so hype. And they also kind of recycle themes. So you get them in your head mm-hmm. and you always know, like, in that crucial moment where it's like, oh, I don't know if we can overcome adversity, they're going to play this sort of song. Or like, right as the, you know, opponent is going to win, uh, they're like, oh no, there's no way we can defeat them. This, the music is swelling and it's the enemy's theme. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, I love that moment of it, but it's, it's, the repetition of it is almost what makes it great too. Cause you, you know what's coming just by the sound. Absolutely. 
So kind of the last topic we wanted to discuss that uh, sports anime has in common with Shonen <laughs> is that it often features a loud, dumb, cocky, single-minded young male lead. Um, and that's not necessarily always the case. There are plenty of uh, anime that uh, break that mold. Uh, Keijo comes to mind because I just <laughs> finished binge-watching all the episodes. Um, but also things like uh, Sports Climbing Girls. Um, I mean, Ippo's not, he's not the smartest, but yeah. he's not like that, like, He's not Takamura, who yeah, fits that not role by more any in that show. Um, um, but, I mean, like, Hinata is a perfect example of it. Sawamura is a perfect example of absolutely. it. Like, they... You could pretty much swap them out with, like, the guy from Black Clover or Naruto. Like, they are... Just take that character and have them play baseball, and there you go. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, that's they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Um, we wanted to talk about some of the things that we particularly love about sports anime. Um, one of the things that I really like is uh, the kind of like ongoing inner monologue uh, in a sports anime. Jerry, you're not the only skater watching from below as Victor climbed to the top of the podium all these years. Given my age, I wouldn't be competitive enough to qualify for the final much longer. This is the first senior session I haven't skated against Victor, and it's been boring. All right, Chris, ready to go? You always come too early, you know that. You always get a sense of, like, the action in a way that you don't get from watching a normal, you know, sport. You get the commentary when you watch it on TV, that sort of stuff. But you literally get what's going on in their heads. You get the flashbacks to, you know, when they were a child and <laughs> and they had to sink baskets for money or else their family would go poor and that's why they're so driven to be the best in Japan. Like, yeah. they, they always, you know, someone always has some crazy backstory. Or like the kid from Ace of the Diamond who had to play baseball under a bridge because his family oh, was yeah. poor. And... The the coach, who was his father, yeah. was poor, and they lived in a van down by the river. <laughs> and he just swung a heavy bat all day, and then he got good at hitting. Um, or if you look at, you know, what I refer to as depression, the anime, March Comes In Like a Lion, technically oh, a sports anime, but, like, tragic backstory. But, like, all of those moments will come into... Uh, a match and it will sometimes it'll affect players and and how they're performing sometimes it you know will hype them up or they'll use it to show you how they're thinking through a situation how they're making strategic plays um all that sort of stuff so it just kind of it's something that i think sports anime has over regular sports is just that like they can take that Thing that happens in a half a second and give you all of the context because they have the medium to do it in. Yeah, one of my favorite examples of this too uh, comes from Haikyuu. Um, so you get these moments in Haikyuu where time slows down and you don't just hear what the players are thinking, but you also get to see uh, what the players are seeing, what they're looking at. So like a lot of times the screen will highlight like a corner of the court where the player thinks the ball is going to land. Um, or they, they, they like, they zoom in on the ball and like, they, they're looking at where their hand placement is. Um, and, and this is the kind of sports you've had those moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, if you've, uh, I used to fence, um, you have moments like that in a fencing match. Um, but like being able to see it on the screen gives you an idea of, uh, the type of awareness that a player of a particular sport needs. So like you get the, the idea of 
what kind of things a volleyball player needs to be paying attention to or what a boxer is looking for in their opponent. Um, you know, these kind of things that if you're just watching a sport, you may not necessarily see. Um, you, I've you definitely don't... learned more from like inner monologues and sports anime about sports than than from just watching. Oh, yeah. I knew nothing about volleyball other than what I learned in high school gym class um, until I watched Haikyuu. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, I love about sports anime is the sakuga. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. you know, it, it's cool watching someone sink a three-pointer or, you know, hit a home run or whatnot. It is extra cool watching those things when you have like unbelievable animation amping up the intensity and the hype of every moment when the you know in baseball when the pitcher throws the ball and it's like drawn as like a laser and you see like the cloud of like air explode out from behind the catcher showing you how impactful it was or like just the way the air moves around people's fists in epo or like how someone will like transform into a crow before they spike the ball and like haikyuu you just it takes these like unbelievable moments and highlights them beyond reality yeah yeah the sakuga in sports anime is um is really impressive like you get it a lot in shonen i think it's done to a better degree in sports anime maybe that's just my own personal preference but i mean even uh chia hayafuru uh, Chihayafuru, that's how you pronounce that. Chihayafuru, yeah. Um, like, there's that moment where she, like, hears that word, and or uh, the one guy who it's, like, it felt like they were battling underwater almost. Yeah. You get these moments where just the feeling is what is being drawn. So, like, the feeling of being dragged underneath water and, like, not being able to do anything about it makes this, like, hopeless match feel even more dreadful. Um, it's 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 what makes the medium so effective in general, I think. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that, that really highlights that is the kind of, uh, the way sports anime deals with winning and losing. Um, so unlike your typical shonen battle anime, um, there are stakes in sports anime. The team can lose. And very often the team does lose at least once. Um, in yeah, a sports you anime. know Luffy is not going to die in one piece. Yeah. Like, you know, like they're not going to kill off Naruto in the middle of the show. Um, but like, you know, you never know if maybe the Sawamura's team might lose in Ace of Diamond. That, uh, there are shows that have just completely caught me off guard. I'm like, there's absolutely no way they could lose this match, right? Like, they're setting up for this thing. They have to go on to this next tournament they've already talked about. And then, yeah. like, a show will just be like, just kidding. We're going to tell a different story. And it always throws me for a loop. Yeah, because it always happens suddenly. It always It's always like just that last hit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everything goes quiet. And then you realize that the team lost. Yeah. And it's it's always a very tense, very dramatic It moment. almost has to happen in it. I think it. you have to have at least one loss in a sports show. Right. Just to set the precedent that it can happen. The exception the, to that being Keijo. <laughs> the exception being Keijo. But, you know... Also, uh, in terms of Sakuga, it may, more than makes up for it. Yeah, oh yeah. Because you get walls of portals of butts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the gates of butt-talon. Or yeah, whatever they call uh, what it. was it? Uh, uh, butt-tack on, on Titan. Butt-tack on Titan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the the whole winning and losing aspect of it, I you, you just don't get it in other shonen because the stakes are like 
death in battle animes. Yeah. Whereas the stakes in sports are losing, and that's some that is a story you can and have to tell in sports, really. Right. Um, there's no team that doesn't lose at some point. So it's it's all about heightening that dramatic tension, and, and they've found how to do it so well. Yeah, one of the other things uh, that I, I really love about anime, um, about sports anime, is you have anime about fictional sports. So um, the these shows can be about sports that don't actually exist. Um, and this kind of allows us to apply the typical, the framework of a typical sports anime to activities as crazy and fantastic as like the sports, board of tankery from girls und panzer which is where like basically like high school girls fight each other in tanks with live um, ammunition, with live right? ammunition nobody dies because it's it's a, it's a feel-good okay. anime but like <laughs> that, um that's very important to that's lay very important uh we're not just watching high school girls being torn apart in the meat grinder that is tank combat um <laughs> but they they, they gamify it so like the yeah. tank gets hit and then like a little flag comes out of the top that shows that they lost um yeah it's really it's really cool or you have something like keijo which we've been talking about and now i'm gonna finally talk about yeah why don't you why don't you explain what keijo is so keijo is a fictional sport in the show of the same name um wherein women have to uh wrestle each other off the top of this like uh island that is floating in like a pool of water uh, but they can only use their boobs or their butts. Yeah, no hands. No hands. No um, so right off the bat, that kind of tells you what this... This is straight up etchy. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, if you... if you Most of you are probably pretty familiar with Food Wars. It's probably a notch above Food Wars. Um, yeah, I'd say that's fair. But um, as a sports anime, Keijo was fantastic. Um, it, it nailed, like, as outlandish of a premise as that is, and... And it is every bit outlandish and more than you imagine it to be. But at its core, it does tell all those kinds of things that we talked about before in terms of like elements that make a sports anime. Yeah. And like, and also it's very, uh, you know, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It has these, uh, you know, the moves that reference popular anime. So you have the gate of Butalon, which is a reference <laughs> to fate stay night. Uh, where just like portals of butts appear behind this girl that she attacks her opponent uh, or you have butt tack on Titan. Um, so it's favorite. silly. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have the same dramatic stakes as you get with like Ace of Diamond or Hajime no Ippo, but it's a fun kind of take on sports anime as a genre. I did, I, I did enjoy it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, I'm glad. But yeah, it was very, just very <laughs> etchy. So if you're thinking about watching it, prepare yourself for that. Yeah, and speaking of uh, more sports, quote-unquote, anime, um, we have Food Wars, which is is also etchy. Um, God, this show kind of perfected the tournament arc. Um, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Um, but it is, it's turned cooking into a sport. And yes, they're... People have clothes that explode off of them. That is a thing that happens. But outside of that, that is an element of the show. But the rest of the show is very interesting. Which I would also consider that to be sakuga, a form of sakuga. Yeah, for sure. It They use that. It's, it is in there for a reason, if we're going to justify it. It is in there to show the level of how delicious this food is. And as right. ridiculous as that sounds, again, it makes sense in context. <laughs> Yeah. 
Because the show, the show, you have to admit, the show would be boring if it were basically the judges eating food and go, oh, this is very good. This has, you know, notes of rosemary. And, Though, like, if you've ever seen, like, the original, like, Iron Chef, there is that one uh, judge who is like, this tastes like flowers on a spring day. Yeah. As raindrops <laughs> glisten in the air. Yeah, but um, that would be far less interesting in Far less interesting than, like, the gifting. Yeah. Um, but then we also, and we mentioned this earlier, have things like Smile Down the Runway, which is turning modelry or, or walking down modelry. the runway into a sport in and of itself. Again, a tournament arc and, you, you know, have tournament arcs, you have rivals, you have yeah. Sakuga, you have, you have like training the underdog. Arcs. Yeah. yeah. It's everything. So it's tricky because it can definitely be a rabbit hole. Um, but you know, I, I'm one to have it be a big tent yeah absolutely <laughs> um this section that we want to talk about is one i've been excited about we just want to kind of talk about all the the tropes that if you decide to dive into this wonderful rabbit hole of sports anime you will encounter um first you have like the first year who's like clueless or the prodigy like i think of um i haven't watched this show but uh from what i understand the premise of Yoamushi Petal is that like it's this otaku nerd who wants to um go to the, the his like manga shop but it's in the next town over and all he has is this like old bicycle that's stuck on like the hardest gear so he just back it travels like back and forth uh from there and like is suddenly an insane like bicyclist sort yeah. of thing so you have things like that or like Ipo who worked on like a boat and that made him like super strong which if you've ever worked on a boat that it'll do that to yeah you. i i have worked on a boat it's not fun <laughs> you've worked on a different kind of boat different but also sounds not fun yes <laughs> um you have the rivals yes Justin. do you have a favorite rival do i have a favorite rival uh that's a tough question because i i love a lot of rivals in sports anime i do think miata from hajime no Ippo is one of my favorites because um i really enjoyed this moment that they had where they were like because um, they uh, they were initially training in the same gym and Miata decides to be Ippo's rival and he says I can't be in this gym anymore if I want to be your rival you know if I want to if I want to you know actually fight you all out you know so he goes and trains around the world uh, you know he leaves Japan at one point to train um, and I think that's really that makes him a really effective rival uh, specifically for Ippo um but I, yeah i would i would say if i had to choose one off the top of my head yeah probably miata what about you i mean i'm torn between two uh one kind of the the cast of i mean there's actually a lot of rivals in this but the the main cast of uh chihaya furu yeah i think is really good because yeah. it's it's uh, a rivalry and a love triangle at the same time, which is yeah. which is an interesting twist. That's um, one you don't you don't get terribly often. And then also uh, Sawamura and Furia, uh, uh, yeah, Furia from Ace of Diamond. The the fact that they're both pitchers and they're both going for the same ace number, like, means that you can't have one win. Yeah. Like they're on the same team, but one of them will lose. And I love that back and forth uh, for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a really interesting dynamic. Um, we also have uh, from the trope section, special moves. Uh, it's, it's so good. There's so many good ones. Everyone has from. a special move. Um, Gazelle the one punch is so good. 
I think uh, you guys might have heard me. You were in the other room when I was watching like the first couple episodes of Keijo. But the very first special move from Keijo is called the Vacuum Butt Cannon. Yeah. And when it flashed on screen, I literally went out loud. I said, the Vacuum Butt Cannon? <laughs> um, but yeah, special moves are incredibly prevalent in sports anime. Because it is, you know, uh, just another form of, of shonen And shonen loves its special moves yeah there's there's one that i heard about in research for this called the tezuka zone in um uh prince of tennis yeah where like he makes tennis balls like destroy the dinosaurs yeah. and like create the big bang and stuff so like that's uh, that's something worth watching right there yeah but they don't always have to be something like that like uh crazy you know insane for like in haiku you have something as simple as the jump floater yeah and like you have the guy and he's jumping up to serve and then he hits it and everyone's ready to receive and they're everyone's really tense and the ball just kind of floats over and, the net and that's like a real thing like when i played volleyball i was not the best person on my team but i could serve really hard and right. so like my thing was i would go in and i would just serve the ball really hard and, like, in anime, that would have been, like, the, like, oh, my God, look at that, you know, rocket. Yeah, move. like, the ball is behind them before they <laughs> yeah, even see him exactly. hit it. Um, but then also you have, you know, your baseball anime lends itself really well to this section as well because there are so many different types of pitches, yeah. you know, you can use. So, like, you know, you going up against the team with the pitcher that uses the slider that no one can ever see. Yeah. Or, like, the curveball that leaves your vision and you never know when it's going to come back. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, special moves are everywhere in sports anime. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about this before, like, the explanation of the sport to the viewers. Like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I this is how I learned about... Uh, ice skating this is you know so many i learned more about base i i played a lot of sports growing up so i know most of the rules for a lot of them but um hanabo taught me about badminton rules like yeah. i i have learned about more boxing uh more sports than i ever could have imagined just from watching sports anime yeah and uh one of the one of the common themes is that usually the explanations of these kind of rules or you know things that are happening within the sport comes from either an announcer or a journalist doing a broadcast of a match or like um two fans are in the in the the audience and they're talking to each other like how in haikyuu you have the guy who goes to see the games with his girlfriend who doesn't yeah. know anything about volleyball yeah yeah uh, every once in a while, you they use that trope of like the first year like clueless person and be like, "What do you mean you don't know about this ruling? Yeah, know, this sport. Like, let us explain it to you." Yeah, um, which is is real. That happens. Yeah, in sports. absolutely. Um, what do you mean double dribble? What's that? <laughs> okay, personal story. The first time I ever went to baseball practice, so I'm like four or five years old, whatever. I had never run the bases before. So they're like, okay, go run the bases. Mm -hmm. I ran to first, the pitcher's mound, uh, second, third, and then home. Do you have any idea how long it took me to learn the positions, the position numbers for baseball? Do you know uh, the position like, numbers? Like first, second, shortstop. No. So when you're talking about like, so if you have a double play. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. They do like the six four two Exactly. But I could that. never, when I was, because I was doing baseball, I did uh, farm league baseball, which is like a little league. Um, and I could not grasp the fact that the, the pitcher and the catcher came before everything else. Because I was like, well, it's first base. Why isn't that one? <laughs> 
Well, I think it's order of the ball, right? It is. That that's that's how I finally got it. Got but yeah, it. the pitcher is one, the catcher is two, first base is three, so on and so oh, forth. Oh, hey, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. And then also the shortstop messes everything up too. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, shortstop. What a weird position. Yeah. Um, oh, I <laughs> I also love the trope of like people crying when they lose. It's like in sports, it is only okay to cry when you don't get to play with your senpais anymore. Yeah. Like only only assholes cry any other time yeah but if you don't get to play with your senpais anymore let those tears flow <laughs> yeah and like you always get like uh they they always do this uh particularly in like high school japanese sports where they'll have the scene where the team loses and they're crying and they're like you know trying to hold it together and they go to you know to bow to the audience and the audience cheers for them yeah um they're like come back again next time we'll root for you um but yeah, that's a very, very common scene uh, in sports anime. Um, and then you get the homework episodes. Oh. I okay. So here we we have differing opinions on the homework episode. I think I like the homework episodes. I think the homework episodes um, provide like a very necessary pressure relief valve. So you have this super tense tournament arc, and everything is really, like really hype and tense, and like. Finally, it ends, and you need that release. You need that, like, okay, we're actually still regular students. We're not, you know, we're not pros. I, I guess. We, I like, we have to interact with each other off the field, you know? I like when they tell stories outside of the sport. So, um, and, and because I've watched it so recently, so many of my references come from Ace of Diamond, but, like, when they go back to the room and they're horsing around or they're playing video games or something right. like that. I like those moments, but honestly, the homework, like when they're like, oh, I got to pass this test so I can stay on the team. Like every time that's just like, oh yeah, you're doing terrible in school. Yeah. And this, when this <laughs> show is over, you are going to have no skills to get into a college. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we titled the section homework episodes, but yeah. you get these types of episodes too in shows that don't take place in high school. So in Epo, you get the, the these episodes where they go on dates yeah. or, you know, they do something outside of the world of sport. And it just serves as a kind of way to reset the tension in the show. So I do think it's very important, even though some people don't like them. Um, it's just funny to like. It is funny always to watch yeah. them do terribly in school. <laughs> um, they also uh, oftentimes are have like an un like noticed love interest. So like there will always be this, you know, girl that always comes to the games mm -hmm. and they're like always rooting them on. And the protagonist being so dense and so like single mindedly focused on their sport will just like be like. Thanks for coming. I'm not getting any of the obvious signs you're sending me. Yeah, exactly. Like it's always like the childhood friend of the whatever sport player who leaves his hometown to go to a school yeah. that has a big sports presence. Sometimes it's the like the young manager on the team, or, or something. yeah, the young manager on the team, or yeah, it's 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 very silly. But uh, baby steps uh, is kind of one of the counters to that. Yeah, I I love the kind of love story within baby steps i don't want to like talk too much yeah. about it because it's like such a good part to like organically experience but they definitely do not fall into that specific trope yeah um you want to hit this next one yeah tournament arcs i mean that is one of the most hype things about sports anime because it's sports like tournaments are a part of it and it's how you can show growth and skills and and how all of your training has like 
work to come together and you get to fight multiple teams and there's stakes and especially like when it's single elimination and and it, it's just a vehicle to just continuously build and build and build hype and right. that is one of the best parts of sports anime is just the exceedingness of hype everywhere yeah which i think that's also something would be worth explaining to our listeners is that um one of the reasons why baseball particularly lends itself very well to the sports anime genre is that in japan high school baseball is a single elimination uh tournament so it's not like the it's not like the major leagues uh here in the states where you have you play a whole season and the teams with the best records then go into their you know respective uh, conference tournaments and so on and so forth. You have the World Series. It's seven games, best out of seven. Um, with um, you know, with Japanese high school baseball, it's a single elimination tournament bracket style. So if you lose a game, you're done. The only way to win the tournament is to be the team that doesn't ever lose. Also, side note about Japanese high school baseball, it's like popular for like normal people. Yeah, supposedly it's the like purest form of baseball in their eyes. Um, so you wouldn't get arrested for saying, Hey, why don't we go watch the like local high school baseball game? Yeah. It, here that would be weird. It is super common for people in Japan to go to, um, you know, the, the baseball games of the schools that they graduated from. Um, and they have, you know, every year they have two, uh, what they call Koshians, which is actually the name of the. Stadium. Um, the stadium that the game is played in, but it's the the way they refer to the Japanese national tournaments for baseball, um, and they're a huge deal. They're you know you would never see high school baseball um, on TV here in the states. You hardly ever even see college baseball here in the states. But they televise this uh, this spr- I think it's a spring and summer Koshien. Or the fall and spring, rather. Yeah. Well, um, on that note, what I think we should talk about is. Uh, while baseball is exactly as popular as they make it seem in anime, many sports that they have anime for are not as popular as they make it seem. Yeah. And that's that's one of the tropes I love. Because, like, you know, any sports anime you watch, like, you would think that that sport is, like, all everyone in Japan is talking about. Yeah. Like, everyone is up to date on, like the junior high players on whatever given sport that anime is about. Yeah. One of my favorite examples of this is sports climbing girls. So like you have, <laughs> you have like b- being broadcasted these sports climbing competitions. Like that's, that's not a thing anywhere in the world. Um, one of my favorite examples though of the, of this is uh Chidori RSC, um, which is also the, uh, um, the manga's name is rifle is beautiful. I've actually never seen the anime, but I did read the manga and that's about uh, girls who do shooting. Um, uh, and obviously, being a country where guns are outlawed, shooting is not a super popular sport in Japan. But you wouldn't know it based on the manga. You would think everyone is into shooting. Uh, Chihayafuru is another example. Um, what, what is the name of that sport? Karuta. Kar- Karuta. It's really, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of debatable too whether it's a sport or a game, but we won't, oh, we'll leave that. It's definitely a sport. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's basically like, uh, we've talked a lot about this show, but to give you context, because you absolutely should watch it. It is one of my favorites of all time. But uh, Chihaya Furu is basically about Karuta, uh, which is like they, there's a hundred poems and they'll read like the first part of the poem and you have to be the first person to touch the second part of it. 
and yeah the, the second parts are laid out in front of you on cards yeah and basically it's slapping poems the sport yeah um and it sounds really weird um but it, give it a try because as crazy as it sounds it's that much more hype than you'd ever expect yeah um but yeah, I think uh, one of the other, one of the, something on the opposite end of that spectrum, you have something like March Comes In Like a Lion, which is about shogi. Um, but they depict that sport um, in Japan exactly the way it is, it is in real life, which is declining in popularity. A bunch the, of old people like it. Mostly old people playing. Like, there's not a lot of funding for the tournaments anymore. Um, nobody knows, you know, when he, when pe when people find out that he's like a pro shogi player, they go, wow, I didn't think you could make a living doing that. Um, and I think that's a, that was one of the things about March Comes In Like a Lion that kind yeah. of really stuck out to me. It was like, oh, they are not, li they are not doing the typical <laughs> sports anime thing. They are no, letting you know. Definitely not. Um, the last thing to talk about, uh, just in, in little, you know, tropes we love is training arcs. For me, this is weirdly one of my favorite parts of the show. I think is, this is actually my favorite part of the show. Like, I love the idea of like, you know, the main character building up and like learning this new skill and then it being the thing that makes them just powerful enough to take on this opponent that was not you know, within their grasp the last time they fought someone or, or, you know, had a match or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just like growth and, and where a lot of the drama outside of the sport happens. I think for me, training arcs are very important because, um, when it comes to anime, character development is very important to me. And in a sports anime, a lot of the character development comes in your training arcs. So you have the character learning about themselves, learning about their shortcomings, addressing what it is they need to do in order to get better. And that is character development. And also a lot of the emotional character development occurs during your training arcs as well. Um, so that's kind of like it for all the tropes that, that are just fun to talk about. Um, yeah, we, we kind of wanted to wrap up the kind of dive into sports anime um, with some of the impact that sports anime has had. And I, I think the probably one that stands out the most is, is just the tremendous impact that Haikyuu has had on the world of high school volleyball. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you will see this referred to as the Haikyuu effect. Um, now it's not limited just to Haikyuu. There are examples of it for something, you know, things like Slam Dunk and other stuff like that. But Haikyuu is the one is the most high profile example. Uh, the NHK, which is Japan's public broadcasting corporation, did a study that showed that uh, boys' participation in high school volleyball in Japan, which had been on a steady decline since 2009, experienced an explosion of growth in 2012. Uh, which correlated directly with the release of the Haikyuu manga. And we're not talking about like a couple extra boys playing high school in, in, um, in Japan, uh, playing volleyball in high school in Japan. We're talking about almost a doubling of the number of people playing uh, volleyball in Japan, corresponding directly with this uh, manga and the associated anime, which came later. Yeah, now, the year before it, uh, the manga came out. Um participation in high school volleyball had dropped five percent that year yeah and it almost doubled following that now uh, obviously this isn't the case with every sport that gets a major anime or manga but it's kind of an example of uh, the potential for sports anime to impact culture at large um and you uh you know it, it would be kind of nice if people started battling in tanks 
as, as, as a sport. I think that would be fun and I would watch it. I think it should happen in the streets and oh, I support this. Oh, oh, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, also, you know, when we're talking about the impact of sports anime, it's important to talk about, uh, you know, the way it can help you broaden your horizons. So for many people who don't necessarily enjoy sports, uh, sports anime provides an accessible entry point to explore something you'd otherwise have no interest in, no frame of reference for. Um, you know, as a, a kind of a personal anecdote, uh, I'm a person who likes some sports. I, you know, I watch baseball i played you know i did football in high school i played i did fencing in high school um but uh a haiku which was a sport that i kind of had neutral feelings on like volleyball i played it in high school in gym class because i had to but i didn't know anything about like a libero or like you know these kind of terms but it gave me the opportunity to learn about and enjoy a sport that otherwise i would have no uh frame of reference for yeah, and, like, for me personally, like, I grew up in a very sports-forward household. I, you know, did every sport under the sun growing up, um, not really loving doing any of them. I played volleyball in high school, and then once that was done, I pretty much never... Like, the only sports I would watch would be, like, the Olympics and, like, maybe the Super Bowl because commercials are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but was, like, actively, like, not participating in, in sports or sp- sports culture in any way uh, until I kind of got into anime and was able to understand that sports and kind of the reason people love sports is that it's another way of telling a story. There are characters, there are rivalries, there are backstory, and it's something I would have completely missed out on uh, unless I had opened up to sports in some form. And and sports anime for me was a great entryway into that. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, we're going to end this one. Uh, it wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't <laughs> list something. Yeah, we got to list stuff. So we're going to do a list of some sports anime that we either have watched and recommend or have our eyes on that we're going to, you know, we think would be good entry points for you. With just a couple word synopsis for each so you get an idea of what they're about. Uh, why don't you take it away, Dan? Yeah, we broke them down into categories for you. So we're going to kind of blow through this quick because we've already been yapping a lot at you. So. Here we go. Up first is volleyball, and we're going to start with Haikyuu, arguably one of the most popular sports anime. Uh, it's a great uh, ensemble cast, and it is the gold standard. Uh, other volleyball anime you have is 2.43 Saiyan High School Volleyball's team. Uh, it's basically sad Haikyuu. Uh, there's also Harukana Receive, which is Haikyuu, but with girls outside in bikinis. You do the math. Uh, then there's basketball. Uh, you have Kuroko's Basketball. It's uh, about a team where the guy passes really well and has to play against all his junior high teammates who are good in other ways. Then you have Slam Dunk, which is like the OG basketball. And then you have Ahiro no Sora, which is another basketball show that I don't know much about. <laughs> so we have, uh, next up we have Tennis. So we have Prince of Tennis, which is where the main character can cause black holes with his serves. Um, we have Baby Steps, which is where the main character uses his brain to win at tennis and also love. Uh, for baseball, there are a lot. Uh, you know, Japan loves their baseball, but we just got a couple here. Uh, there's Ace of the Diamond, which is your kind of your OG, not your OG, but like your your 
standard baseball anime. This is what baseball anime is. Uh, you have one outs. One outs is incredible. Is it about baseball or is it, a, is it a baseball anime or is it an anime that tells a story that happens to be about baseball? You should watch it and find out. Uh, Major Second is basically Ace of the Diamond, but in middle school. Uh, then we have boxing, where we have Hajime no Ippo, which is probably my favorite. Uh, it's super good. Uh, it's it, finally, finally on Crunchyroll. Yep, uh, yep. Go watch it. Is it all, is it all on Crunchyroll? Or it just, just came, yeah, they added is. the first season finally. Watch so, Hajime no Ippo. Yes, watch Do it. it right now. Um, we also have Rocky Joe or Ashita no Joe. We already talked about that. We have Megalobox, which is boxing, but with machines for arms. Uh, then we're going to get into our other section where we have Free. It's Sexy Boy Swimming. We have Run with the Wind. It's a running anime. We have Yoamushi Pedal, which is an otaku rides a bike. Ice Shield 21, which is football the anime. Hanabato, Sweaty Badminton Grills. All Out, Rugby? Question <laughs> mark. Hinomaru Sumo, too skinny to be a sumo anime, but it is anyway. Uh, we've got uh, we've also got Sports Climbing Girls. They're girls, they climb, it's a sport, it's all in the name. Uh, we have Chidori RSC, which is cute girls who shoot stuff. Definitely a sport and not as popular as we would all enjoy. Um, then we have our question, our sports question mark section. Uh, we've got Food Wars, where you're fighting fascism with food. Also, foodgasms. It's better than you think it is. Then we have How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift. There's a character named Arnold Schwarzenegger. What else do you need to know? Uh, Initial D. Drifting is a sport? Sure. Welcome to the ballroom. Dancing with long necks is definitely a sport. Chihayafuru. Card slapping? Definitely a sport. Non-negotiable. Also, the love triangle is amazing. Also, this is... Watch that. If you don't watch Evo, watch that. Uh, we've also got Smile Down the Runway. Fashion the sport. G Gundam. Is it a sports anime? It's barely a Gundam anime. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! That is a can of worms, and we're not going to get into it because we <laughs> don't have the time. Uh, and we've got anime that sh uh, about sports that should be sports but aren't, like Keijo. Butt wrestling the anime. Girls and Ponzer. Warfare. The sport. Uh, and then we have things that are more feels than sports and we have March Comes In Like a Lion which is basically just depression the anime Yuri on Ice which is Gaze on Ice and Ping Pong the animation is Crushing Lessons and Ambition yeah so uh, you know that kind of wraps it up we did it we did sports we did sports anime I hope that you will take something on that list um, for me my recommendations are Hajime no Ippo uh, Chihayafuru and um, Haikyuu yeah, I'd say any one of those three are well worth your time. Justin, any shout-outs before we go? Yeah, no, I think uh, you know, Sports Climbing Girls is a great way to, to get into some kind of like sl more slice-of-life side of sports anime. Uh, so give that a shot. Ace of, Ace of Diamond will always be a sports anime recommendation for me. Um, but really, you can't go wrong with anything on this list uh, except G Gundam. Do not watch <laughs> G Gundam. It does not hold there up. There you have it. All right, Justin, take us out. Yeah, so if you enjoy what we're doing here on The Best Boys, do us a favor, give us a review on your podcast supplier of choice. Helps us out a lot. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. We can reach us at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at bestboys underscore pod. And uh, we hope to hear from you. And always goodbye and so wait, long wait, wait, from wait. the... You can't just do the intro as an outro. You can't. You can't. Every single time <laughs> you can't fine